Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Did you see Joe Biden at the football game last night? No, because he wasn't there. But you know who was? His wife. What's up? This is Marquette Saves the Republic. And I'll tell you what, there is a lot more to Joe Biden missing the Philadelphia game and Jill Biden going in his place uh, than meets the eye. We'll get to all that here in just a minute. Plus, all the big stories from today. What's coming up on the Marquette Show? We're going we're gonna to kind of delve into what happened over the weekend um, as Joe Biden continues to escalate the conflict in Ukraine so he can de-escalate the conflict with his top secret document scandal, which is still, which is still just uh, rocking every single aspect of Washington, um, D.C. All right, so I should point out, if you're watching me online or if you're, if you're watching the video somewhere, I have a hat on today, and it's one of those, I just grabbed it, it was in my car. It's one of those, I don't even know what you call it. It's like, it's not a beret. It's one of those, I guess like a, they call it like a scally cap or something, or that's, it's one of those, new, I guess a newsboy, right? Isn't that what you call it? Sometimes it's a newsboy. And so uh, I threw on the newsboy today because I cut my head, I don't know if you can see it, um, trimming branches. I was, you know, this is why I don't do yard work. What, there's a couple things I don't like to do. One of them is yard work. And I don't do yard work for a couple of reasons. Number one, I hate it. It's hot and sweaty where I am in Florida. And we have an HOA that's really, I mean, they're demanding. Uh, plus I just don't have time. So what I do is I have someone come out and do it. However, over the weekend, I noticed there were some branches hanging over, uh, my backyard. And I was like, you know what? I'll just trim these. I'll just go out there and trim them. So I put on my gloves and I got my, I got my trimmers and I want, went out there and I didn't put on a hat, which was the idiotic thing to do. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I cut the branch and it falls right down on my head and it scraped up my head a little bit. I don't know if I put some Neosporin on it, but anyway, so I decided to wear a little, decided to wear a little hat today. Also, it's, you know, kind of a, kind of a new look, but anyway, that's enough about my headgear. Let's get back into the country and why, uh, why we've got so many problems. Um, so Joe Biden is, uh, we believe going to declare his candidacy for president, or we did believe that before, uh, garage gate, before they started finding top secret documents pretty much all over, all over hell and high water. And so what we've, what we're starting to realize is, okay, well, if Joe Biden is going to run for president in two years or now really a year and a half, uh, we've got to really, we've got to, he's got to step up his game. You know, he's got to, he's got to make some changes. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of campaigning. And unlike last time during COVID, he can't just campaign from the basement. He can't just sit around doing Zoom calls. He's going to have to be out and about, and he's going to have to go meet people and talk to people. And well, you know, he's not only got a very busy schedule as president of the United States, he's also old and kind of demented and not really good at any of that stuff. So Joe Biden uh, needs some surrogates, if you will. And you're going to see a lot of surrogates for the Biden administration coming out. In fact, I believe they've been testing surrogates to see who can campaign on behalf of Joe Biden. 
For example, and I'm going to get my I'm going to get my Joe Biden top secret document notepad here so I can write a couple of these down. The first surrogate that they've been testing is a guy by the name of Pete Buttigieg. And Pete Buttigieg, you may remember, is the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Look, I wrote him down right there. Former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He's the current transportation secretary of the United States of America. And he is uh, gay, like very gay. He's married to a man. They've adopted two children. He's openly gay about being gay and he loves being gay and gay is like his thing. So, and the Democrats love that about people. They love gay people. If you were a black woman who were gay, man, forget about that. They'd, 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 they'd prance him around all over the place, but he's not. Unfortunately, some, he's just a white dude who's gay. But, um, but anyway, so, so Pete Buttigieg, they've been trying to put out there as a surrogate for a long time. However, the problem with Pete Buttigieg is Pete Buttigieg has no skill. Pete Buttigieg has no experience. Pete Buttigieg is really bad at his job. And with all of the transportation messes we've seen with the supply chain shortage, with the, uh, you know, with the, with the, uh, last Christmas or the Christmas before, it was all of the cargo ships from China that were stuck outside. We had the truck drivers that were about to strike. It's just been a mess. Now we've got the airlines last Christmas. The airlines were in a debacle. And man, you had the Southwest problem where they canceled all of their flights and people were stranded. And oh my God, how, is, how does Pete Buttigieg live with himself? He's just the horriblest person who ever held the job of transportation secretary. And again, he never wanted that job. You can't blame him. He wanted to be president of the United States. But at the same time, the Democrats who run the joint said, you're not ready. You know, you can't do it. We need Joe Biden. We, we need someone with name recognition. We need someone who's out there. We need somebody who somebody uh, people trust. And, um, you know, we got to be Donald Trump for crying out loud. And so Donald Trump uh, he went up against Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg backed out and they gave him transportation secretary. Now I believe they were going to send him out as a surrogate for Joe Biden on the campaign trail, but nobody likes the guy anymore. He's just so bad. He's on the TV he's lying about electric vehicles. He's lying about gas companies and the auto, the um, energy industry, all this stuff. So I don't think he's going to work. So then they go to their next thing and they're like, all right, well, what about Jill Biden? Jill Biden, you know, she's out there anyway. It makes sense that she's at these campaign stops. Uh, we'll write her down too. Jill Biden makes sense that she's there. She's the president's wife. She probably knows all the secrets. You know, she's not apparently. And again, this is she's a woman. She's not gay. She's not black. If she were if, if Joe Biden's wife were a gay black woman, holy cow, he wouldn't even have to run at all. He could just he could just appoint himself to be the next president of the United States. But again, if, unfortunately for him, she's white and straight. As far as we know, I don't know. She's we know she's white. We don't know. I don't know what she's doing in her personal time. But uh, so that's that's who they have to go to now. And Jill Biden is, I believe, going to be a fixture on the campaign trail should Joe Biden decide he's going to run again or should the Democrats allow him to run again. And this football game that we saw, it was the uh, Philly game. She was there. She was there with Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. They were sitting there in the they were sitting there in the uh, box and they were watching the game. And they kept cutting to her and showing, oh, there's First Lady Jill Biden, not Joe Biden. Joe Biden wasn't there. It was his surrogate Jill. And she was there to show that she loves America and she loves football. And Joe Biden's just one of the, you know, the Bidens are just your regular football loving American family, um, yada, yada, yada. This was a campaign stop for her. She had no other reason to be there. She wasn't giving a speech. She wasn't doing anything like that. She was basically just trying to get a photo op um, at a at a highly publicized event so that people remember that Joe Biden is the president, she's the president's wife, and they'd like it to be that way for another four years. The problem is Jill Biden's not going to be the president. Joe is. 
And you can send her out there as much as you want, but she's not going to be able to cover up the fact that Joe Biden is inept. You can send her out there as much as you want, but it's not going to cover up the fact that Joe Biden took top secret documents out of the White House. He took them out of his Senate office when he was a senator. He kept them in a garage, a garage that people had access to. He kept them in an office, an office that was paid for by the Chinese with their Chinese donations to or their monetary donations, rather, to the University of Pennsylvania. I mean, he's got he's got so many so many crimes we haven't even uncovered yet. What with the Hunter Biden laptop and all this other stuff that uh, that I don't think she's going to be a Band-Aid that's going to make America forget that Joe Biden is just a big, bleeding gash wound that's going to destroy us, um, you know, for lack of we're just going to bleed to death under his leadership. But that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. They are going to continue to push out Pete Buttigieg. They're going to continue to push out uh, Jill Biden. I don't know about Kamala Harris. Again, black woman, but not gay. Uh, I don't know about Kamala Harris. She could have been, I think she would have been the choice surrogate as vice president, but she's just so bad too. You know, you think you, you always want to get a partnership where, you know, if, for example, one person's bad at something, the other person's good at something else. If you are a great, you know, at product development, but you are horrible at sales, you want to partner with somebody who's really great at sales. You know, you don't want to go and find somebody else who's horrible at sales and great at product development because then you're going to have great products and nobody's buying them because you don't have anyone to sell them. You know, if you have somebody who's, if you have somebody who's great, you know, for example, on air, like I am, you need somebody off air who's great at producing and making sure everything goes smoothly. Otherwise, you just got a bunch of people who are great on the air fighting for time and everything's disorganized and things go straight to AG double hockey sticks. So what you have now is you've got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Neither one of them are good at coming up with agendas. Neither one of them are good at uh, public speaking. Neither one of them are good at, you know, they're not very charismatic. They don't really, uh, you know, communicate well with audiences. People don't look at them and go, man, strong leadership. Um, and they both avoid doing the actual job they were elected to. So they're basically the same person. Um, but again, identity politics causes real problems down the road. It, if Jill Biden is going to be the surrogate for Joe Biden, that means that Joe Biden is going to have a new campaign strategy. And that is not hide in the basement and do the Zoom call. The strategy for Joe Biden is going to be um, send my wife out to do my work for me. And I'll just pretend, I'll just sit back, relax, and try not to be embroiled in any other scandals. It's going to, Hunter can't go out. He can't send the kids out there. Hunter's just as guilty of his, as his dad. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a really interesting campaign. Now that's on the left. On the right, things are cooking up too. Donald Trump, I don't know if you know this, but Donald Trump was in South Carolina on Saturday. And fun fact, he did not preempt my show on Newsmax, which was amazing. Usually he holds these events at like seven o'clock and, uh, and he preempts my, my, my show and they show it some other time. But this time he did it prior to my show. He did it before. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, I was able to have, I had Donald Trump as a lead in, which was great. It was me and then the count and then, or I'm sorry, it was Donald Trump and then the count and then, and then my show. But Donald Trump in South Carolina, he made an announcement and he went on the, uh, you know, he, he was there to introduce his South Carolina campaign team, South Carolina, very important state primary state. It's one of the first uh, four. And it's, um, you know, it's the one that, again, made Joe Biden president. And now he's out there not only announcing his campaign team, but showing unity with, you know, Republican leaders like Lindsey Graham, who was a very, I know it's very questionable where Lindsey Graham's uh, loyalties always lie, but he was taking pot shots at other candidates, including Ron DeSantis. Uh, called Ron DeSantis, if Ron DeSantis ran for governor, he said that's disloyalty. That would be a sign of of, of epic disloyalty or something like that, which is how you campaign. Again, 
the reason why, and we talked about this last year or last week, rather, the reason why no more Republicans have jumped into the fray is because Donald Trump is a shark and he is in the water and he's ready to turn everybody else into chum. Donald Trump is a shark and he's swimming around in the ocean. And the ocean is the 2024 presidential primary for the Republican Party. And he's got his teeth ready to, I mean, people, people know what Donald Trump does to the other candidates. They've seen it several times before. And, and he's ready to chomp down on somebody. So the first person in the water is going to, is going to lose a limb. The first person on the, in the water is going to get decapitated by, you know, the Trump shark and their political career, their life will be over in politics. Isn't that they're not going to bounce back a la Jeb Bush, for example, a la Chris Christie, all that kind of stuff. And so now you've got all of these conservatives and they're looking down into the water and they're like, man, that is a hungry shark. I am not going to be the first one to go in. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and Donald Trump knows that. And he's out there and he's every now and then he'll jump out and he'll show his teeth to remind the other folks that this is his nomination. He wants it. He wants back. And he doesn't want anyone coming after him, especially anyone who's on his own team. Um, and so it's going to make for a very interesting primary. It's going to make for a very slow primary because, like I said, you got Mike Pompeo, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Glenn Youngkin. There's so many conservatives out there that have that have expressed an interest. Even Rick Scott here in Florida have expressed an interest in running for president, but they are just not making any moves because they don't want to be eaten up by the shark. They don't want they don't want their political systems to be their political careers to be destroyed. Very few people who tangled with Trump have come out unscathed. Uh, very few people who've tangled with Trump have come out on the other end and been better for it or have been able to continue politically. Rand Paul, uh, you know, Rand Paul, you have to think about it. Rand Paul was the first primary candidate who understood what was going on. He went in, he was going to run for president. Donald Trump was going to run for president. Marco Rubio, they were all, there were like 18 of them, Carly Fiorina, a whole bunch of other weirdos. And they're all sitting there on stage and they get through the first debate and Rand Paul looks around and he goes, I see what's going on here. He goes, I see what's going on. Donald Trump is going to just systematically execute each one of our political careers. He's going to execute our character. He's going to just beat us to, into submission. And even if we win, we're going to look bloodied and bruised and weak. And nobody, nobody is going to, uh, to elect us you know, to any office again. Um, and he also saw Donald Trump's probably going to win this thing. So he bowed out. He was the first one that said, look, I'm going to go back to the Senate. I'm going to go back to Kentucky. I'm going to go do my thing. And Donald Trump uh, and Rand Paul became very close. He became an ally of Donald Trump and Donald Trump won the election and Rand Paul's political career was fine. Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio hung in there till Florida. Remember little Marco? And then he lost Florida to Donald Trump. He lost his own state to a guy that at the time didn't live there. Um, and that's when he bowed out and he said, look, if I get it, Florida wants Trump. I'm from Florida. I represent you guys. I'm going to go and then I'm going to support I'm going to support Donald Trump. But then you had people like Ted Cruz who made it all to the final three. And Ted Cruz, when he finally bowed out, he said, it's been a, it's been a battle. It's been a fight. You know, we have similar ideas and, and I'm going to fight for the, who the people of Texas want. And they've chosen, you know, Donald Trump. So that's how it all worked. But there were a lot of people that were just eaten alive. And, you know, and they were just chum in the water. They were just bloody pieces of old person floating around. Jeb Bush, probably the, uh, the most notable of all of them. Um, and so now, and everybody remembers that. So these Republican candidates, they are looking around going, I don't want to be Jeb Bush, man. I don't want to be Jeb Bush. I don't want to, I don't want to jump in because Donald Trump has nothing but time on his hands. He's not president. 
He's got truth social. He's got rallies to do. He can pick up the phone and call anybody in the media he wants. He could destroy you before you could even get an exploratory committee together. And he will because he doesn't want anyone standing in his way of becoming president again. And that's why he's now lashing out at Ron DeSantis. He's lashing out at Nikki Haley. He's going to lash out at everybody um, because for in his mind, it's his nomination and anyone else on either side is just getting in the way. So that's how, that, so you know what? So basically here's what's going to happen. If what we saw this weekend continues in its, you know, in, in, uh, in um, going forward, if we start to see the campaigns formulating the way it is, what you're going to have in 2024 is Donald Trump versus Jill Biden. And you're going to have Donald Trump and Jill Biden. And that's going to be it. There's going to be a Trump rally and a Jill Biden rally um, on behalf of her husband, Joe Biden, because he's not going to be able, he's not going to be able to either physically, mentally, or in any other way, in any other capacity, go out and campaign for himself. So, all right, that's just some, those are just some notes that I saw during the weekend. Other big stories that we need to cover, of course, are Ukraine, because Joe Biden continues to, continues to, uh, I mean, Vladimir Zelensky, this guy, you know, it takes cojones. And I'm not saying it takes cojones because he's out there fighting the Russians. You know, a lot of people have fought the Russians. There's a lot of people that have gone to war with Putin. There's a lot of people that have gone to war with other countries. So yes, you're brave, um, but he's got cojones because no matter what he gets, he just wants more and more and more. Whatever he gets, man, he is just, he's just coming back for more. And it's true. It's like the stray cat. You know, if you start feeding the stray cat, they're going to show up and they're going to demand more. And if you stop feeding them, then they're going to get angry and they're going to scratch you. This guy has gotten like a hundred billion dollars. This guy has gotten ammunition. This guy's now getting tanks and he's coming. He's not even saying thank you. He's saying we need more. He's saying you're not doing enough for us. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who is a guy who is manipulative. You want to talk about a guy who who uh, is, you know, it, I mean, in this relationship, Joe Biden, Vladimir Zelensky, it's like it's not even like a, it's like a sugar daddy plus. I mean, Joe Biden has found a sugar daddy in Vladimir Zelensky. I guess Joe Biden decided, you know, I can't go to war with Russia myself, but I can keep I can keep funding Vladimir Zelensky and he can do it. Or, you know, I'm not this rough and tumble young dude, but he is. So if I keep giving him money, I can live vicariously through him. I don't know what the deal is. But um, but this guy just he just won't stop. And, you know, it, if he maybe if we maybe if we stopped giving him the money, he, I don't even know. But we're going to continue to talk a little bit about that on the show today, because that's a big deal. And again, I, I wholeheartedly believe one of the only reasons that this war continues to uh, go on is because Joe Biden thinks it's going to take some heat off of his own problems. Speaking of Joe Biden's problems, ladies and gentlemen, boom, don't forget the top secret document notepads, which we're, I mean, we ordered, uh, I think 3000, our first run, they're all gone. Uh, we're ordering a, another run here over the weekend. We, we promoted these on Newsmax and they went, I mean, they went like hotcakes. I was just watching them. I was just watching the orders come in. Boom, 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 boom. The top secret document notepad. It says it comes from Joe Biden's garage in Wilmington, Delaware. It's got some redactions on it. Cause all good top secret documents have redactions. It's got the top secret and the classified designation. It's a notepad. You have here the Corvette, you know, how Joe Biden said, oh, I keep my Corvette or I kept the top secret documents in my garage with my Corvette, but my Corvette is locked. You know, it's locked. So my core, it's not like I'm just leaving these important documents and my classic convertible Corvette on the street. Uh, and then, of course, just, you know, again, sort of just to make sure, you know, it's authentic. There's the ice cream stain in the bottom corner because anything Joe Biden touches probably has an ice cream stain. We've got uh, the three pack is the most popular. People are buying up the three pack. We've also got the six 
You can get a single, there's a 10 pack, there's so many different variations, but go get yours today because we're now moving into the second run of these. And, uh, and we are going to, I think the second run is going to sell out even faster than the first run. Topsecretnotepad.com is where you go. If you're watching on social media, go to the link in bio, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. There's a link in the bio. Um, if you want one, go now and we will send them to you. Uh, like I said, 50 sheets per pad. So lots of top secret documents, just like Joe Biden had. You can write on them. You can leave them everywhere, just like Joe Biden did. And uh, and it's really fantastic. Everyone, you know, I feel like if, if Joe Biden can just leave top secret documents everywhere, all Americans should have that same right um, to do so. So I made these notepads for you. Top secret notepad. Dot com. Go grab them. Also, I sent a, a bunch of them out to uh, like Brian Kilmeade and Pete Hegseth and a bunch of other folks. So um, you might see them popping up elsewhere on television. Listen, we got to go. We got to get ready for the show. But thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe and like it and leave it stars and share it with people and leave a positive comment so that, you know, Apple doesn't bury us in the algorithm and they promote us so that other people can hear this and learn from it and realize, oh, yeah, Joe Biden is a bad person and probably a crook, and his policies are destroying America. Oh yeah, you know what? We should probably get more people on board with the conservative movement and like get more people on board with the side that wants you to have more rights and more of your own money and not take more of your own money and more of your own rights away and hand them over to the government. Maybe if you uh, help spread and share this message by taking the link and emailing it or texting it or sending it to everyone or reposting it on one of your social media networks, um, we can spread that message a lot faster and make a lot more changes uh, between now and 2024. Topsecretnotepad.com. The Mark K Show starts at noon Eastern, 11 Central. We hope to see you there. In the meantime, keep listening every single morning as you and me and all of us together work desperately to save the republic.